Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Penderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. Hope you're well. And hey, look, apologies. 24-hour delay on this podcast episode, but we hope for your sake it is worth it. And there is a lot to talk about uh, on this Power Pack episode. Uh, joining me, it's been a while since we've had him on. We've snuck him back in. It's Kane. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Really well, MJ. We're at a crucial point in the season. We are, I'm telling people listening to this, probably less than 24 hours away from game time. Actually, yeah, it is already. It basically is already we are less than 24 hours. So we will pack it dense with the real important stuff because, as I said, it's a key round. There's a lot of different directions you can go. Yep. We're at the point now in the season where there is genuine value. There are yeah. premiums that we were eyeing off at the start of the season that have fallen, that are ripe for the picking for various different reasons. And they're all in different lines. So there's options for everyone, no matter what your team is. I think that's the beautiful thing of it. For those of you listening, um, the good news is the Friday teams have dropped. Probably the, there's a great in and an unfortunate out for, for coaches. Dusty Martin comes straight in. So for, I think it's like 975,000% of super coaches. You got Dusty back. Um, whereas Geordie Clark is the out. It's certainly not as popular as he was a month ago. But uh, for those with that limited defensive cow cover, um, that is certainly a pain. Look, maybe that's where we start, Kane, and then we'll move our way elsewhere. Uh, doesn't look like Thomas Highmore is going to be coming in. Um, Bratton's already said adamantly he's keen not to make any real big lineup changes after a win. Jordan Clark is now in a known quantity where he won't play this week um, inside the best 23, barring a late out. And Heath Chapman, while he wasn't as highly owned by many people, it, it is another out with coaches now either having to field Kaczynski or ensure that he is there. That problem point of the ground for us stays that way again. But there are two interesting options I'm keen to get your take that are options for us this week. Marty Frederick at Port Adelaide, he's on the bubble for us this week and looks like he's got some nice job security with Lockie Jones still three to four weeks away and with Port Adelaide's buy in round 12. He looks like he's going to play up until that buy. The second is Nathan Murphy. Collingwood very seemingly leaning towards now giving kids an opportunity, and he's held his own in the past fortnight as well. If you were to head towards one, and coaches probably only need one defensive downgrade this week, all every side is unique, I understand, but they probably only need one. Who of those two would you be encouraging coaches to go and get? Well, it's something I'm sure we'll talk about later, MJ, with the buys. But I feel like for rookies, we try as best we can, especially at this point in the season, to sort of put that to the side. So yeah. I think it's Frederick for, my, for mine. Scoring potentials there, clearly in a better side. Now, they've both got pretty good matchups That's true. this week. You know, Port Adelaide versus Adelaide in the showdown. Collingwood at Marvel versus North Melbourne. Now, yeah. which, who's the favourite in that? I know the bookies have it as Collingwood, but the way North Melbourne challenged Melbourne in the first half in particular last week, true, um, that could go either way. And um, I think they're both similar scorers in the sense that they're both about 50 guys on, on a floor. Murphy sort of hasn't shown a big game, but I do think with the way Collingwood do move the ball, there is the opportunity there for an 80. Yeah, I just I feel agree. like, you know, Frederick's in that better team, a real team that loves to control the ball as well. Like Collingwood has in the past, but this year they haven't had that sort of, composure with the ball in the back half. So 
I think, like you said, MJ, we're going to try to run a, a cow like Frederick up to his buy. Mm. Now, that's four price movements. Yeah. So for me, when I'm looking at that, I want the cash. I want the cash quickly. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of sides are in trouble, especially with their um, cows in AFL fantasy because a lot of the good cows, or at least the ones that are around in our forward line and defense, are round 12 by players. We talked about Kaczynski. You, got, you throw in Bergman. You throw in Frederick. You know, then you start getting to North Melbourne where Tom Powell's obviously been sensational and is yeah. in the forward line, almost one of the best forwards in his current form. So AF, yeah. we've got a few issues as well that if we keep stacking that line, but really the purpose of a cow is dollars and yeah. quick dollars ideally. I think Frederick's going to give you that. And also I feel more comfortable with him on the field. And I think most sides yeah, with those true. guys you mentioned out, you're going to probably have to play them on the field. And really the way they're scoring MJ, you want to play them on the field. Yeah. You'd rather them than a lot of the other guys that we've had that are throwing out, you know, 20s, 30s, and at best 40. So yeah. I feel like it's a good timing in a way. If you've lost the Clark, to have a guy like Frederick waiting in the wings. Now, if you've got Frederick, no problem grabbing Murphy. Absolutely. Again, he's got the last buy. So you've got a lot more options to move him. But I feel like that quick cash and those points on field are going to be better with Frederick. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective uh, through there. So Frederick's on the buy round of round 12, uh, whereas Murphy is uh, on the buy round of round 14, which, which again, could be the decider for you. That's the one you goes. ideally would want, MJ. Like, I'd love if Frederick had the round 14 buy. That would be sensational, but he doesn't, unfortunately for us. Yeah, that's what makes it challenging. So, so I guess it's interesting, like, how much weight should we start to put in this upcoming buyer? And we've got round eight, nine, 10, 11 before these bunch of teams will come missing from our side. So if you haven't thought about the buyer rounds, my encouragement is probably need to start paying some level of thought about it. You should always be at least in an ideal sense, at least four weeks ahead of knowing what your plans are. Yes, injuries can come, suspensions can come, different variables kick in, but you always want to know exactly where you're at about four weeks out and then adapt as you go in round 12. Gold Coast, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, Hawthorne, Geelong, and GWS are all missing off that week. So I, I guess it gets to that point. There's some guys that we're legitimately looking at as upgrades. I think I want to use that term correctly. Definitely not as downgrade cash cows. Aaron Hall, when he's fit this year and off half back, he, he's proving that he can match it with as good of our forward options this year which to be fair, isn't the lowest, uh, the highest of ceilings he needs to hit. But he has shown, like Zeeble, he could score really, really well. He's got an incredibly favorable matchup with Collingwood this week. People that play in defensive posts against Collingwood do score well. He's got that nice fixture for us this week. So people are legitimately looking at Hall as a, maybe he's a comparable to Zeeble with the similar style of injury risk but a $200,000 price change difference. Should we be looking at Aaron Hall this week, knowing we're really only going to get four games of the next available five, or should we be looking elsewhere for our upgrades and steering clear of these teams that are on buys in just four weeks time? Well, MJ, this might be a guy that your view on him is really dependent on the format you're talking about at that given time. So let's just start with Supercoach first, because I think it's the sure. one where he's the least relevant. You look at his scores and the way he uses the ball, very outside, um, yep. can turn it over, can make some poor decisions because he tries to take the game on and you know really bite off 
you know, what at times is not in his skill set. <laughs> so he's a guy that really there, um, the injury risk for mine and what the scoring can be, you're not getting those big ceiling games as often as you are in DT. So for me, with that buy and with some of the other guys in the format that are better suited to that, um, he's a guy that I'd be passing on in yep. super coach. Now, if we go to the other end of the spectrum, AFL fantasy, you've got the two trades every week, plus you've got three weeks of three trades That's in true. the buys. So you've got a few options here with him, oh, clearly. You've got the ability to move him easier. If something does happen, which as we've seen in history would show us, stuff mm-hmm. does, whether yep. it's a concussion, an injury, a role change, all these things are big possibilities with him. But at the same time, like you said, incredible matchup. Collingwood is or are giving up the most points to opposition sides in, in fantasy. Yep. They are. And then you throw in the fact that defenders in particular through the roof, yeah. Feast. So yeah. it's 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 an amazing matchup. It's a yeah, matchup okay. that some people might be looking at the team and thinking, I bring in Aaron Hall and I give him the vice captaincy. That just yeah. might be the guy they think of because True. of the ceiling. The ability yeah. to go 130 plus, like he has it, he's shown it. And I think that the buy is the only thing that's really putting you off. Again, I think you chase the ceiling of this guy, knowing yeah. that you can always move in that format a bit easier to guys with around 14 buy and use them as stepping stones and then trade in a premium, you know, in the round 12 or round 13 after they've had their buy. So I think the points in Aaron, Aaron Hall for me are too much, you know, for fantasy to ignore, especially yep. at the price. Um, I just think if it goes pear-shaped, you can get out pretty easily. Yeah, maybe yep. you've, you're going to cop a poor score, but really at his price and with his break-even, it's not really going to be, you know, it's going to hurt for a week, but then yep. you're still going to have some decent value. He's not going to fall off a cliff. The one that I think is the hardest is DT. Because yeah, you've got to remember, in AFL fantasy, he's up, he's up against Josh Kelly. He's up against Lockie Hunter. There's Billings, some really key. Yeah, exactly. And then you throw in as well, MJ, what makes it so easy in AFL fantasy this year for the Fords is you can throw Tom Power forward. That's you true. can throw Errol Goulden forward. Yep. You can throw Kazitsky forward. Like There's so many options that you actually don't have to address your forward problem in AFL fantasy. So yeah. if Aaron Hall, you know, gets yes. because he has a long-term injury. You can have your choice of forwards. You can have your choice of mids. You can have your choice of anything with the DPVs got set up in Apple Fantasy. So the risk is lower. Yeah, I agree. Now, DT is hard because we don't have any of those guys. Nope. We've really got Zeeble, which most of the top players, or definitely the top coaches, have already started. Yep. He's at top dollar. If you don't have him, you know, you've got a really hard decision him. to make, and I think you've almost got to pass. No, I agree. Then you get down to you know, a Zorko. Again, Zorko's said publicly that he's been battling some Achilles stuff that he suffered last year, but you know it's all week to so week. Far so good. Yep. At the moment, he's been so far so good. Um, we know Dusty in two weeks' time is a prime target if you don't have him. I agree. So that's where I come to Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall just had a massive score last week. Yeah. In two weeks' time, that score will roll out. Yep. Is there a play from our great friend Rids's playbook <laughs> to grab an Aaron Hall with this incredible Collingwood matchup. Yeah. And to have at your escape plan level, I know this is relying on Aaron Hall for two weeks, which may be two weeks too many for some. Yeah. But if Aaron Hall can make what I'm thinking he's going to make 
with this matchup and the scores he's going to produce, I've got him making anywhere between 60 and 100K if things go real well. Yeah, plus about 220, 250 points on field too. liquid in your bank account to do whatever you want with. Yeah. In two weeks, that swing, making money, Aaron Mm. Hall down to Dustin Martin. Now, maybe you're loving what Aaron Hall's doing and you have another medium to get Dustin Martin in. Yeah. But I just feel like that's the format because the other guys, your side bottoms, what's he shown outside of one game? Nothing. Actually, Rowan nothing. Marshall's played three. Now, his massive score is with no rider. Rider's back in. He's yeah. got one score where he got injured in the game. He was battling planter issues before. Before, yeah. Before that, and we did again. Now, Sidey and Marshall both have the last bye. Sure, helpful. We know that Sidey has the mid-flexibility. Marshall has the ruck flexibility. It doesn't help you. We've gone and Grundy covering five, but it is nice flexibility if something was to happen for a week. Absolutely. But I look at this guy, Aaron Hall, and I think, if anything, he's going to buy me a couple of weeks to work out these other guys. Yeah. Like to pay 100K more for Sidey or Marshall. I think they're going to be here. But also, if I buy myself a little bit of time, I can grab it. I, you know, I can work the line out because I think it's just a horrible line, MJ. Quite it's frankly. rubbish. Ever since we lost Dunkley, and it's danger. been really, really yeah, hard. I agree. I'm yeah, curious exactly. on, on two things around this. One is around the caveat of, for more the limited trade formats of Dream Team, and, and we've not ruled Hall out, but the Hall-esque type of moves. A lot of coaches have probably used four to five injury style force trades already, whether it be Dangerfield, um, whether it be a Royale, whether it be a Butters, whoever it is. A lot of coaches have spent some currency earlier than they'd planned to. And so is this idea of a two-week play, is it a one and for all across the board rule that you're advocating for? Or is there a little bit of team-to-team basis? I've got a second question to come off the back of that, but what do you say to coaches that have burnt three, four, five trades deep just on injuries and their team's no better? They've maybe only done one upgrade and they're heading into round eight now and really struggling and still going for the overall ranking. Is Hall still a viable, and him as a type rather than a specific, a viable type of strategy? Well, it's up to your risk appetite, isn't it? And it's up to yeah. how long you think Aaron Hall will be on the park, for one. And two, um, what does he score? Do you think he is going to be a 100, 110 guy for the next, let's just say, four weeks to the bye? Sure. Now, if you think that's the case and you think Sidey's a 90 or mm. Marshall's a 90, you're 80 points up here. We've already mentioned you're 100K more in the bank. Now, yep. that, that catch is going to get made as well if he performs the way I just said he could. Yes. So if a rookie made you 150K, how would you feel? Like that's that type of this money you could, be, you could be getting from Aaron Hall. Now, as I said, it could go totally pear-shaped and oh, the buy is not ideal. Yeah. Because in, ideally with a guy like this, if you want to move Aaron Hall at his buy, you are trading to another player that will have their buy. That's the problem with having that early buy run. And that's what makes it challenging, quite challenging. 
obviously the caveat as Rid's always said is what's the whole equation? If the whole equation is you're 80 points up by that time, you've got round 12 is not an issue for you. You don't have many premiums in that yeah. line. Like it's all, that's where I mean, it is side to side dependent. And also what is your escape plan? If yeah. you don't feel comfortable bringing in a side in Marshall, having a hundred K in the bank has never made it harder to trade than not having a hundred K extra in the bank. So at least yeah. Got that even with Hall. Um, I think there's going to be people that are going to rule him out straight away. There's going to be people that go, the upside's too good. Um, and I think you've just got to weigh up your team. Now, obviously, MJ, if you haven't used as many trades, hmm. it gets a little That's bit right. easier to take the risk because maybe you've had some luck. Yeah. I totally get that if you just feel like you've been going from pillar to post, yeah. Aaron Hall is the exact type of guy that in a week you'll have to address the problem. Totally. But that's the thing. MJ, maybe in four weeks before the injury comes or before something happens, maybe you've made that money. Maybe you've yeah. used that 100K elsewhere. Maybe you've got 80 extra points. Um, that's why this game is so fun and yet so challenging is there is, for this guy in particular, yeah, massive range of outcomes. Totally. It is probably a 100-point swing one Easy week. week. Yeah. You multiply that by <laughs> week after week. He could yeah. score 30 and you go, oh, hopefully he's better next week. Yeah, and he gives you another 30. Or yeah. he could go 130, 130. 30. So I think he's probably the one that's the hardest choice yeah, because of limited forward options. He's at a great price and you think you're getting instant reward. But like you mentioned, Jay, there's great value elsewhere too. We've got Caleb Daniel. His 20-point score is about to roll out. So he Correct. is at bottom dollar. Yeah. He showed. I wouldn't believe it, MJ. Huh. The guy can actually steal football a little bit. Who I thought people thought. said he was going to be kicked out of the league. He had such <laughs> a poor one-off score. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, you know, maybe think back. Remember the Elliot Yo game? He played a few years ago when we all thought he was an absolute gun and he was having a good season. And then he he just put up like a six point first three quarters and he ended up finishing on like a high 20 or low 30 score. I remember that. Yeah. And then you know what the weird thing was? He started playing like he was previously. Just brained it. Yeah. For the rest of this, totally fine. Like sometimes these games just happen. And it if you used Caleb Daniel at the start of the season at this price, you would be bending over backwards to bring him into your team. Yeah. Now, I think the hard thing with Caleb Daniel for some coaches is a lot of coaches started with minimum four premium backs. Yeah. A lot of people five. So you're yeah. looking at your side now in a limited trade going, you know, I, I want to grab Whitfield. Yeah. I don't have Ridley. Now, if I'm patient for Ridley for one to two weeks, okay, he's him. cheap. Do I have room for Caleb Daniel? The other one that's been talked about, especially in Supercoach, is May. Yeah. Now, do you want them in your team for the whole year? Is, is taking a May or a Daniel, and let's just say they're, to make numbers simple, a 90-point guy for the rest of the year. Yep. Is that what you want? You know, can a Lockie Whitfield, who, if he went 110, make up those points, even if it means you have to Wait play another a week on or the two. field for another week or two? That's the, that's the type of conversations you have to have with yourself and thinking about how you want to structure it. Now, the good thing for Daniel and May is they can, in a way, be four to five week plays like we talked about with Hall because, you know, Daniel has the middle buy, May yep. has the last buy. Now, again, we use a guy like Whitfield because we know. We were all loving what he was going to do in our back lines to start the season. In preseason, we just waxed lyrical about this guy because we know his ceiling. Now, you might think, again, 
I want the security of they're settled in their side. They've got good scoring. And maybe in five weeks, they make 100K, Whitfield's down 100K, and that's the bridging player that gets you an extra player through the buys. Yeah. And then when it comes to their buy, you move them on. So it's all about planning this type of year and time of year, MJ. And that's why it's so exciting and also so challenging for some coaches because these are decisions that can really come back to bite you in the buys in particular if yep. you don't think them through and have a plan. It's, and that's it. It's about knowing where, what does your side look like two weeks from now and how are you going to get there? What does your side look like four weeks from now and how are you going to get there? And then we've only got really three big moving weeks of the year to come. Right now, things are kind of in a holding pattern. As, as If you're playing for overall rankings, it's kind of the dust has settled a bit. It's clear who started with strong guys and who's made some good, big, aggressive moves. You might make a little bit of ground over the next month. You probably will. It's still enough fluctuation and, and there's enough movement that a hundred point week here or there can be, depending on where your rank is, a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand spot moves. Absolutely. Now it's the question I would put to you is this, what is your side looking like right now? Who and how do you want it to look at the end of round 14? And how are you going to get there? Both in timing, in cash generation, and in trade timing too, because you can't get everyone at the bottom value. In two weeks' time, Dusty's 20-odd score rolls out. In two weeks' time, it's time to get Ridley. In two weeks' time, it might be time for Clayton Oliver for you to be perfectly land on him, for example. Um, it, there's going to be guys you miss, but who do you want? Who fits your buy structure? Who fits your price point? And which cash cows, if any, can you see are coming through? It looks likely. We know Riley Collier-Dawkins will play this week. And with injuries to some key midfielders for Richmond, he looks like he's going to get every opportunity to run right up till that buy round. So that's good for us. We know that much. Bynes for St. Kilda. Bratton has been really confident to say already he doesn't like changing a winning formula. So as long as he and St. Kilda keep performing... You'd think he plays. So in AFL Fantasy, they look like both nice downgrade options this week. If you don't have a Frederick or a Murphy that you like the options of, they're there. And there's a couple more that already have been confirmed to debut as well throughout this week. But that's the key part of it, isn't it, Kane? This is the moment now between these three or four weeks pre the buys, those that are factored, considered, and planned, and then those that get aggressive through that three-week moving period that you leave the buys with a stronger team you've improved your ranking and you're set and prepped and ready for that big six to eight weeks to end the year. Yeah, absolutely. MJ. hundred percent spot on. They're crucial weeks. They are the most crucial weeks because whenever a lot of people look at their side and they add up how many players they'll have available, you know, you're relying on rookies being in the side at that point. Now we've got some really good ones. We mentioned the pals. We know Jordan's doing well, Yeah, but there's a lot of guys that are dead wood. A lot yeah. of guys, you know, there's no guarantee that a Rantel get in. There's no guarantee a McRae stays in. No. We've been talking about Highmore for pretty much the whole season if he's going to come back in. And he's doing great things at VFL level. But like you said, the side's winning and he's not in it. Mm-hmm. Makes it really hard to get back in. Tyler Brockman, another really popular guy. You know, it's amazing that a lot of these guys get rests over the buys to have a two-week freshen up. So you can't yeah. even rely on a lot of them. So that's where 
having a premium yeah. and thinking about your trades. Again, is it worth moving a high more to a Murphy or a Frederick in a DT? Yep. You know, that's going to get you 80 Okay, you know, obviously those are going to make money. Or is it better to go, you know what? I'll grab a Brayshaw, an Andy Brayshaw, and I'll use him as my premium until round 14. And yeah. then I'll sideways. And that gives me an extra premium score because we know the premium scores, they're, they're the ones, the ones in the bias. You know, you think about a Brayshaw, for example, MJ. Let's just say flat 100. You're giving Brayshaw to another guy who's had his buy that's similar flat 100. Yeah. You could have three cows out this year, yeah. be three people down and better off having the one premium Yeah, just because they deliver a big score. Like it's not just about numbers. Yeah, It's about who they are. And yeah. that's why if you can do it, especially if you can do it in a way where you've timed, for example, last year, MJ, we spoke a lot about James Sicily. Yes. When it came to time for James Sicily during this period of the buy, we mm. said so. he is at top, top dollar, top, top dollar. And we yeah. said, there's not many cows coming through. You've got to be creative. And there was a guy called Tom Stewart who had a shoulder injury, was That's a right. great price. And you were making nearly 150, 200K on that move. Yeah. And we said, it's not Stewart's, I mean, it's not Sicily's going to fall off a cliff in terms of scoring. He's still a good scorer, but he's had big scores in a row. Yeah. Stewart's cheap. Now, that worked out brilliantly because the next week Sicily hurt his knee and he was out for the yeah, rest of the season. That's right. That's the type of stuff in a buy with a buy in mind. You're making that thought going, I'm in some cash. I've got a guy that's played. You know, there was all these sort of nations that we could work through. Yeah. And it was the thinning, the structure. You know, another thing we always talk about is from now until then, you know, yeah. Aaron Hall's going to play four games before yeah. his buy. Now, still, my bottom is going to play six. Yeah. Again, you, if you're going to keep both for the year, they're both ideally going to play 15 games. Correct. But if you're thinking, oh, this guy's a stepping stone, then different you can story. have an extra premium. So that's where the different strategies and the different thoughts are so individual to the team. But yeah. the buy strategy is how are you going to improve your team through this period one? You want to come out of it better. You don't just want to go sideways for sideways sake, but you can get on these guys that you think, you know what? They've started the year slow. They've averaged yeah. 90 through the first 10, 11 rounds. Yeah. But I reckon great. they're going to come home with a 110, especially if you can find these matchups. So look at your team, work out when your premiums are. You said, MJ, what's your timing? Yeah. You know, dust two weeks away. Ridley's yeah. one to two weeks away. And there'll be others. There'll be yeah. others that have a poor score, an injury, a concussion, whatever it is, there will be those scores and those things you have to plan for. It is. And, and even, in the pot. Yeah, you, you'll get a guy like uh, Josh Kelly this week who returned back to that wing. This is the week to go and grab him. But there's risk involved in all of these guys. That's, that's the challenge of it all. It's all about timing. I'm seeing coaches this week going, I'm going to move CJ to a Daniel or a May in super coach. And I'm going to do that. That's fine. You're leaving James Rowe on the field. You're going to field Errol Goulden, whereas Last just two weeks MD, ago, yep. you've got a Gith who you're thinking he's a 90-95 super coacher. You see one or two slower games. Oh, he's slowing down. We've got to get rid of him. Well, maybe. But I can tell you what I'd rather do. 
Giathu's not in his first year and has shown that he can score over three, four, five weeks in a row, yep, he doesn't have the great buy. It's round 12. It's not ideal. But you know what? In two weeks' time, I'd rather a little bit more information. I'll move him to a Whitfield if I need to at that point. I'll move him to a Doherty or a Ridley that's underpriced. I'd rather... The teams that do well now is they get cows off the ground as quickly as possible. And yes, injuries can happen. Poor premium scores happen every week. Someone delivers that. It's a tag. It's They don't get involved in the game. They get stuck on the bench for too long of a period of time. It's wet weather footy that doesn't suit them. The, the team um, gets a bad matchup. And so instead they don't go through them. They play through a, a, a favorable one-on-one match. There are so many variables about how you get there. But I tell you what, one thing I can tell you from playing this game from a decade, the better speed, the faster you get rid of cash cows on the ground. You're not going to get a Kazitsky ton every week. Yeah, he was at 50 at halftime. Guess where he finished at the game at the end of the year? Pretty much the same. This is what happens with our cash cows. Doesn't matter their position. Get them off your field. Make that your priority. Upgrade your team. And if it means you don't get the perfect guy, but you get an okay guy, that's where for me I go, oh, Daniel in super coach this week, Versus Whitfield in two weeks. Well, it's Daniel from now to the end of the year. What is he, 95? Versus Whitfield, he might be 110, but the three weeks it takes for you to get him is you're copping 40s and 50s of Kaczynski. Well, all of a sudden, it might not be as big of a gap between the end and you've saved 150. You've got to think it through, don't you, MJ? You've got to think it through. You've got to think it through. It's not never as simple as one move. And that's the thing as well we've got to remind people is just because a guy started red hot doesn't mean it, doesn't mean it will continue. And then yep. vice versa. Yep. Think about how many times when a season's over, we say, this guy's a guy for next year because of the <laughs> way he finished the season. Let's just cast our minds back to Sam Walsh. Yeah. Pre-buy, post-buy. Yeah. Pre-buy, people saying, geez, second year blues a little bit, averaging high 80s, low 90s. Yeah. What does he do in the run home? 115, 120. Yeah. You want to find those guys. So that's the thing. You might be thinking here, going, oh, these are the top eight mids. I need Oliver Steele, um, Merritt, McRae, et cetera, et cetera. But guess what? On the run home, Mm -hmm. it might be better to take X person. Correct. Y person, because they've started slow. They've you've seen something. It's all well and good to have the plan of like, these are the top, top guys, but just make sure you're getting what you pay for. Cause that's how you can really hamstrung your side. If you spend all your money to get the guy that's going 110. Yeah. And then he reverts back to, you know, a guy in the past that's sort of done this MJ is a Luke Parker, isn't he? This guy that yeah. you start the season and you go, Oh, he's shown 110 before. Yeah. And then he's, he's, he's averaging 110 now. He looks great. He's unique. And then what happens? End of the season comes and he's, he's a hundred guy again. Yeah, you want to be finding the guy that does that in the opposite. You know, our JPK of the past, MJ, where we said yeah, yeah. you always want to get on JPK after the buy. Like, yeah. look for those types and don't lock yourself in. If you're paying top dollar, yeah, be convinced. For one, in a midfielder, yeah, they're a captaincy option. Yeah, they've got a ceiling about them, and they really can challenge for ideally the top two or three. Like, you He's want them to have range. that type of upside. That's it. It's no good just taking them because they've done it in the past and expecting it to continue. I think that's a great learning, isn't it? Where sometimes we go, 
oh, I've got to get McRae. I must get McRae. He's, he's going to be the number one mid. Yeah, he, he, he actually might be by the end of the year. But if you don't have McRae now, it is irrelevant. The question is now, well, for the next 14 games, who's going to score more? Have you got a guy that is cheaper that will help you upgrade your team elsewhere as well? Have they had their hard matchups? Have they had their hard matchups? We know that in fixed. Yep. Have they had their tag? Yeah. Have they had their, like, that's why we were saying it's never that simple. Like we talk about in the preseason, when you're structuring your side, you want to pick the top three because what that gives you is a base that says, these are guys you want for the whole year. Yeah. Once we're in the thick of it, it's, it's not that equation anymore. It nope. is from the point I bring them in to the run home. If the yeah. if they're a keeper, if they've got a different role in your side, different conversation. Cash cow. Hey, I need them for three weeks, and I want you know quick cash generation. Hey, this guy's a sort of cover guy for me for the you know we know in the back half of the year those guys on the bench there might only be fifty guys. You know, I'm back's king last year. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I'm not in a rush to trade him. He's playing every week. He's giving me forties, fifties, sixties. I'll need that cover at some point. So whatever that role is, yeah. the coaches that do make a late charge, yeah. they're guys that for whatever reason, identify this player that goes, whoa, I know he's only averaging 90. But, but the fixtures there. I think the this guy's going to he's he's come home well. Yeah, He's going to come home really well. And that's where you make that serve. So have a plan. You know, again, when you get a guy like a dust. Yeah. In two weeks time, bottom price. You don't overthink it, you know, of course not. But it's more like when you're spending your big dollars, you know, your 600K pluses in Supercoach, you know, your 800K pluses in AFL Fantasy, that yeah. cover range in, in DT. Be sure that you're going to get what you pay for, what your expectation is going forward. And not just because they did it in the first seven, eight weeks. Yeah, I think it's good. It, a great example is for you might be going, okay, I want Lockie Whitfield in my team, but pre-buy, he'll be great. But post-buy, maybe you've identified that that's the right time, not just because he's had his buy, but because of reasons like this. They play North Melbourne first week after the multi-buy round. The second week, they play Carlton straight after the multi-buy round. The week after that, they play Hawthorne. Three teams that are on the lower side of the ladder, at least right now, and are certainly all great scoring options. You go, that's perfect for me to go get Lockie Whitfield. And so I'm going to target him there that's how you win this game is you look ahead you put all the factors and variables mm-hmm. in place and then you flick the switch well there'll be injuries mj won't of course it will if you if you paddy Ryder wasn't going to play for the rest of the year yeah. i'd be looking a lot closer at rowan marshall 100%. you know we saw darcy parish when they lost shield they lost caldwell in goes some Murphy. really brave coaches in said parish i know he's never done it before but he's good value yeah and he's rewarded those guys so that's yeah. the thing there will be shake-ups to these midfields. There'll be shake-ups to these back line. Imagine if North Melbourne lost Zeeble and, and and Hall. Someone would step into that role. Yeah. Now, I don't know who that is, but they would become relevant. Very. So that's that's the thing. There's always going to be these guys that start and peter out. Yeah. And there's going to be these guys that had a bit of a flat start. Think about this last year, MJ. At, at this point in the season, if I said to you, Luke McDonald is the best defender from now to the end of the year. You would have said, Kane not a chance, mate. Less than 60. Yeah. And then 
he goes on to average nearly 120 and be a guy that was actually one of the few players that could move your team forward up the rankings. Aggressively, yeah. Like this stuff will happen. Yep. I don't want people to be scared off because we've never seen it before or he wasn't in my top trade targets. Like just keep an open mind. Yeah, it's good advice. It's very hard to go wrong with value. Value is Dustin Martin, proven, durable, and then cheap. Like that's a tick. You play that game. Yeah. As I said, the real risk becomes when you go, I want Jack Steele. It's the buy high. And if Peter's out or goes back to 100, not saying he will, but like that's sure. where risk becomes um, hard for you. And also, that's when coaches can catch up because if they took a Walsh last year, yeah. Now they're points a week on you. So you're definitely not out of it. You just have to be really thoughtful with your trades yeah, that's and good your planning. And still watch the footy, still watch the games and see these roles, see the way people are moving. Because let's be honest, MJ, North Melbourne before last week was one of the easiest teams to score against. Melbourne was the hardest. Who won won the fantasy points on the weekend? North Melbourne by 100. Hands down. down. These guys that you maybe thought were going to have monster games, gone. Even Clayton Oliver in Dream Yeah. You know, they were, you know, Oliver was okay. Gorm was very poor by his standard. Yeah. it's not just as simple as the full season. What's the form of the side? Yeah. You know, Adelaide was bloody hard to play against. Now they've got a few soldiers out. Then the midfielders are smacking them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's really the knowledge you keep up, the way you watch the game, see how teams are lining up, who's in, who's out, what roles. Yeah, it's um, good. It all goes into this game. Yeah, it's good, man. Hey, that's a nice way to wrap it. This is a power punch episode. We're keeping it short for you because let's be honest, there's under 24 hours till the round gets underway. And my friend, these next four weeks, I think are even more crucial than the multi-buy rounds because you can either set your side up for success in these really big weeks through the buys, or you can do a lot of damage accidentally. So absolutely watch the footy, make your plans, make smart trades, and uh, hopefully you come out of these next couple of weeks with a stronger side because of it. Hey, Kane, appreciate your work on this episode, my friend. No worries, MJ. Good to chat. If uh, you want to go back and uh, listen to this podcast or any of the others, again, you can via Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Wooshka, if you really want to listen to it that way at our website at coachespanel.tv or on Apple Podcasts. There's articles dropping all the time at coachespanel.tv. You can go and check them out. Uh, For draft coaches, uh, there's some ultimate footy selections in uh, the player pickups. One of them that Jordox absolutely nailed, who was in 2% of teams, which has increased gradually, we pumped out a ton for us in our forward line last week. Yeah, you need to go and check that article out and a bunch of other stuff. If you want to join our Patreon supporter group, one, to say thank you because you love the great content we bring every single week, or two, you want some exclusive access and exclusive conversations to get involved with. All the links for that are at coachespanel.tv. Good luck ahead of this round. I hope it goes your way. And from all of us here at the Coaches Panel, well, we'll see you soon.